Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Now, have you ever wondered what is in the supply chain, the various entities in the supply chain of the products that you love and buy? I mean, I often think about these days, especially about buying fair trade coffee, where everyone down the supply chain of the coffee and the value chain has been treated well, has been paid fairly. Of course, there's also ethical chocolate and things like that. So the question really is, does it matter to you? And let's just say you maybe as a business person, you end up finding out that some of the suppliers in your chain are actually unethical and it starts to affect your brand and people stop wanting to buy your brand. What can you do then? Well, new research from Open Text has actually revealed that a sizable number of Singaporeans, 45% of Singaporean consumers, would actually never buy from the brand again if it was accused of working with unethical suppliers. Those of you who say, ah, I don't think Singaporeans care, well, you are wrong. I think 45% is quite a big number. Yeah, I'm just thinking about my own experience, right? I go to the supermarket and I just look for the best deal. Usually it's the cheapest one. So it doesn't really cross my mind right off the top of my head. No, mm. where does this come from? I think you pointed out a very good point that you have to start thinking about these things. Yeah, I think more and more younger Singaporeans and people in general are also starting to want to live a life of purpose and also want to make a positive impact on the environment or at least not hurt the environment any further than it has already been, more and more being educated on this. And I can completely relate to what you said, Ryan, that I often just go into looking for the best deal too. But I've been seeing all of these items being displayed more prominently, fair trade coffee and uh, of course ethical chocolate and stuff like that. And that is part of the reason that I've been paying more attention because I think now even the supermarkets are doing their part to put them right there front and centre at eye level. Of course, we must bear in mind that this survey also shows that individuals would actually find an alternative brand that engages in more responsible sourcing. They would go to that trouble. And perhaps the COVID-19 pandemic did make consumers more mindful of the impact of their purchases. What with also supply chain issues rearing their heads, looks like it has. The survey actually found that post-pandemic, 89% of consumers plan to prioritize buying from companies that made it clear they have ethical sourcing strategies in place. This compares with just 78 who said that pre-pandemic. To talk more about this, we're joined by George Harb. He is Regional Vice President of Business Ecosystems at OpenText APEC. Good morning, George. Good morning. Now, hi, George. Uh, we have been hearing more and more about ethical consumption, mindful consumption and consumerism. So clearly, this study supports the fact that more people are gearing themselves that way. Tell us more about the changes that you observed from pre to post-pandemic era, who you talked to and what they said. So the pre and post-pandemic era has been, has been interesting in terms of changes. Obviously, during or pre-post, pre-COVID period, there was definitely an increasing in momentum of, of consumers wanting to be more aware of the ethical supply chain practices of the of the, the brand that they're purchasing. But as COVID has kicked in, as we all are aware and as we've all experienced, supply chain has been impacted. There's been challenges in, in organizations gaining access to, to materials and, and, and services that they need to provide services and, and products to their consumers. 
this has actually resulted in, and we've seen it in the results, in some consumers actually having to dilute, maybe you can use that word, dilute some of their, their views because of the, the need to access a product. But importantly, there is a very clear indication that once supply chain issues are being resolved and, and we go back to a state of normality, they will revert back to their pre, their, their post or current pandemic I should say, assessments of of what products they're going to buy and why. Mm. Okay, so what is the best way at this point, do you think, to dissect Singaporean consumers' definition of unethical suppliers? Because it could go in so many different directions, right? It does. And and, and I think it really comes down to an individual view. You know, as, as you rightly mentioned earlier, ethical supply chain covers things such as you know, child, slave labor, safe hygienic work conditions, equal pay, anti-bribery, ethical sourcing, procurement, environmental awareness and sustainability, and waste reduction and recycling. So depending on the product that's being purchased and depending on the demographic that's considering it, one may see that the that certain demographic may have a, 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 greater, a greater tendency towards thinking around environmental impacts while others may be more concerned around you know, economic or social responsibility impacts. But ultimately, whichever factor you are considering in, in the, or the consumers considering in their decision-making, all do fall underneath that ethical supply chain banner. And it's important for an organisation to be thinking about all three as part of their, you know, their ethical and sustainability governance policies, or in some cases it's called corporate social responsibility policies that they may have in place. Yeah, George, I'm getting the sense that there's a rising demand for ethical business principles. So walk us through how that's evolved over the years. How are customer expectations changing around brands and suppliers over the past few years, especially with what's happening with COVID-19? COVID-19 has created a, a situation where many consumers, and we see this in the results as well, where many consumers are have, have found themselves with time to consider where they're buying from, and especially with the issues that are resulted in impacting supply chain, understanding better where their products are coming from, especially when they're online shopping. And what we've identified is that there's consumers don't really have that level of visibility into where the products have been sourced or the components have been sourced from or who's involved in the, the supply chain process. And that lack of visibility has raised their awareness of wanting to know more and, and the uh, companies around the world, not just obviously in Singapore, companies around the world have indicated their awareness or have identified that consumers are wanting to know more and thus the drive behind many large corporates to put in place those social responsibility policies, uh, the ethical and sustainable governance policies. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, it's not just consumers, it's also shareholders. Uh, you have large fund managers, large shareholder groups, which are also communicating and articulating to the companies that they invest in that there is a need to meet this growing demand for consumers for proper sustainability governance or corporate uh, corporate responsibility governance in the way they work. Mm, The thing is, ensuring an ethical supply chain requires work, doesn't it? You've got to carry out the due diligence, there's investigation as part of risk prevention and management. There is auditing. You have to be auditing these entities and not just once or twice, but regularly. And I know that all of this also leads to higher costs. It raises the costs of the business. 
And also, if you're going to treat your workers well and pay them fair wages and all of that down the supply chain, this is going to raise costs of products as well, which is why a lot of fair trade and ethical products do cost more. To what extent is this a deterrent to businesses to become more ethical and to ensure that their entire value chain is ethical as well? Well, in a survey that we conducted in Singapore, we take Singapore as an example, you know, about three quarters of those surveyed said that they're willing to pay more if they can be sure that the product is being ethically sourced and produced, right? Which is a sizable number, but I guess the, the important figure that came out of the survey was 36% of those were willing to spend between 25 and 50% more on the product. And, and importantly, it's not just about the cost, but it's also about convenience. 89% of respondents indicated they're willing to compromise convenience, you know, slower delivery times, different type of packaging. So, so from that perspective, as a, as an organization, understanding your consumer is important because that will help you define what type of cost increase or price increase that you'd be able to, to apply without obviously hurting the bottom line and hurting the, the brand. Some positive figures there that indicates that, you know, the, the consumers, they themselves are aware that there is a cost to providing ethical and, and they're willing to, um, to participate in that approach. Now, George, let's get into some examples and some case studies. And your survey found that nearly half of Singaporean consumers would avoid buying from brands accused of working with unethical suppliers. So give us a bit of a case study here. How has it affected some of the brands you've observed? Some of the, uh, well, one of the world's largest FCMG organizations um, has deployed technology, obviously open text technology, where they are able to provide a high level of visibility of data that's entering into their system. So that's data coming in from IoT devices, that's data coming in from information from suppliers in terms of a B2B relationship, that's data coming in from their CRMs, and being able to bring that data into a, into a, a, a data pool that they're able to source information on and provide feedback around the practices of suppliers, around the practices of, of their own organization, around the transportation. Um, they're able to identify things such as uh, carbon footprints and use the data to actually provide information around how they're improving carbon footprint. We're able to provide information around the reduction in paper usage or the reduction in or increase in the recycling of materials that they use in their business. So it is all about information. It's about how do you tap into that information and being able to leverage it in the way that you apply your policies and the way your operation can be tweaked and modified to take mm -hmm. better advantage of the information that's coming through. Okay, so tell me what you think and what advice you would give a business who has been found to be working with an unethical supplier. Should they sever ties with the supplier or actually attempt to reform them? Because reforming them is also a very involved process, yeah? But look, it, it really comes down to what is, the, you know, an organization's be realistic around whether there's an alternative. Now, if you find yourself that there is no alternative, or easily accessible alternative, then working with that supplier to ensure that they meet the requirements, that the supply chain requirements, has to be the path that's taken. But importantly, it is important to share with them the data that shows them why it's important, that why they need to invest in making the changes. 
and and working through that process. Now, the way they do that, and it was mentioned earlier on, it was raising a question, but I didn't get to it, is regular requirement to audit, the regular requirement to ensure that they are they continue to meet or continue to improve their supply chain practices or their provisioning practices or ethical practices to make sure that the buying organisation is able to confidently advise their consumers when asked or investors or shareholders when asked if they're meeting their obligations under their, their own internal policies. All right. Thank you very much for that, George. George Harb, Regional VP of Business Ecosystems at OpenText APEC. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Have a great morning. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.